Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapenny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. And we are back. It's been a couple weeks, but we are glad to be back. And uh, wow, a lot has happened in the past month, really. Um, I don't even know what A lot of fish have been caught by some of us. Yes, yes. Before we get started, we have to, uh, I just want to reintroduce ourselves. I mean, to my right is our lead pastor, Cody Hill. Uh, fantastic guy and, and just all oh, around. Man, that really means a lot. All <laughs> around, just good boss. You don't yell at me or beat me. And uh, so that's great. <laughs> that we're aware of. <laughs> not yet. And then, of course, to my left is. Uh, Do you have a lot of bosses that yell at you? Not yet. They beat you? They didn't beat me. Verbally abuse. Okay. I, right. I did, but I did a lot of stupid stuff. Anyways, um, so and then to my left did is. You sh- did you really shoot that nail through your hand, or was that? That was my. You I did forgot do. about you that. You did do that. Might have been okay. Glenn. No, I'm just, I'm just I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, I mean, he did hand me a um, uh, nail gun that was not properly safe, but that's you know whatever. That's that's, that's good. <laughs> And so, uh, and then to my left is uh, a great friend and a fantastic disciple and uh, wow. worship pastor, Andrew Nunley. So, what happened to John? What? I'm just trying Where to, did he go? I'm trying to be positive. Do I need to make fun of y'all? <clears throat> no, it just doesn't feel right. Oh, I'm good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's setting us up for a fall. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I have to say that, that we, we have to start that way because of the, the camping story that we're about to tell may hurt some feelings but I, I think I, I think it'll be good okay um, I mean like I don't know which story you're fishing we were all there comfortable. I, there was many so Cody we went fishing we went trout fishing it was almost like a staff it was a staff retreat that we did that's yeah. true um, mm-hmm. had a blast crazy things happened um, so Cody you if I'm, I'm I know you caught some fish right I did catch some you, fish and you actually caught more fish than all of us we have to go and put that out there he was the I winner. could actually say I caught more than both of y'all combined. <laughs> yes, you that can. That's true. Yeah. And so uh, I, of course, uh, didn't catch anything the first day. No. You second, were quite disappointed. Yeah, I was pretty bummed out about it. Um, second day, I definitely caught more that day and had more fun because I was catching. Um, and then, Andrew, how many fish did you catch on both of those days? I was fishing for men. <laughs> Well, I didn't catch any of those either. I didn't <laughs> we're, I'm walking down the stream. All of a sudden, I turn to my, my right, and I see uh, a woman panning for gold as <laughs> Andrew is by the ship. I hope she had better luck finding gold than he did fish. She found more gold than I found trout. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't, it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool She kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't know. I, it kind of scared me because it was foggy and yeah. it was just got in rain and it was weird. Did y'all notice that every time that it got a little bit warm, the fog would come off yeah, the water? Yeah, that was weird. That was awkward. It was weird. It was I fantastic like, Photoshop. I kind of thought maybe it was the Holy Spirit coming and going. Can we talk about when you started catching fish, though? I got excited. Well, there's multiple things. Like I wasn't there. I was <laughs> in the wrong spot. John got too excited. Yeah. 
All I know. Okay, okay. So this look, he got to the bathroom. Oh yeah. So when I'm in my spot and I'm catching fish right after winter, I don't want to move my spot because Cody has now moved down the stream to where I'm at. You're making that sound not right. No. I started way up the river and was wading down the river. That was the that, natural place that's of where I was going to be. That's fine. I, I was, was not coming looking for you. I know you aren't. I just know, but I, I feel like... I just want that established. I'm not that guy. I felt like I wanted to catch my limit before I moved, <laughs> and I might have waited a little longer than I should have. To I just know when we it. got in the truck, you said... I almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make it. Well, it's it's because I have to take the waders off. I have to like you know. It's just it's just a bad spot. It's just a bad spot to be in. And I like, but I, I didn't want to lose my just, spot. I think you should have just went. Just go, man. Yeah. But the, I think the the best thing about fishing is yeah, you did. Later. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. The 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 one of the best parts about fishing uh, and where we went is Andrew yet again has not caught anything, and so Cody has put his rod down and picked up a fly rod. <laughs> And has come back down, and (laughs) he's just like, I'm just gonna, you know, just cast it as Andrew's fishing, and then all of a sudden Andrew gets nothing, and here comes Cody. Well, I think we got to set it up a little bit better. Okay, okay. So none of us, Andrew and I, had both had been fly fishing, and I had not caught one on the fly rod. I think I'd had a hit, but I had, I think you'd had a hit, Mm -hmm. but I had not, but not brought one. And it's, it's. Decidedly more difficult to catch one on a fly rod, yes, than with power bait or a panther martin or something like that. And so I had put that down for a little while to catch fish. By the way, you had two rods in your hand at all times the second day. That's right. And that was crazy. By the That's way, how a man does it. I you did as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> like so, so I had caught saying. I had caught a fair number yeah. on the other rods, right? Yes. And I was kind of caught. Well, Andrew had kind of continued. I'm, he's just kept going with the fly yes, rod. I mean, yes. he had really, I, I sold out to it. he had really, he had really committed, really been all in. And I could tell he was just, he wanted to bring one in so bad. And so we were there. We had went and cleaned all the fish that we had caught. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, obviously he had no need to be there. Yeah, right? yeah. And Hopefully so, he catch one. Right. And so John and I are sitting there, and he's still, I mean, he's trying so hard. I said, I guarantee I'd get out there and catch one of those fish for that fly rod right beside him. We talked about it, too. I said, I said, there was nothing that would make me happy. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in there. I think it was my second cast right beside him. <laughs> right. And he turned around and left. Yep, yep. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he melted. Oh, in. I didn't finally leave, leave immediately. I think you did. I did not. It was, That's how I remember it. <laughs> I remember wrong. So I, I continued on. For but that bit. was the end of the day. I also didn't yeah. have the right, even close to the right bait. Yeah. It was the end of the day. I had zero, any even close to the right bait. Well, I mean, but we went to the fly shop and everything. I got some power bait, and uh, that's all I did all week. Well, I got a few power things, bait. and then I lost them using this stupid spinner rod. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, this is, this is exciting. I smashed my foot and lost a rod and fell in. Yeah, it was rough. I, I went under. It started raining, and I went too, too far deep in my... Waiters, but water. that was right before I started catching all the fish. I was on, I was done. Leaked. I was done with fishing by at that point. I was like, <laughs> like my life flashed for my eyes because I thought I was going under because I got too deep. And then like I, I was like I was done. And then all of a sudden I emptied out my waders, came back, and then I was good. And I was catching fish. It was weird. I almost gave up. Fish. So fishing was fantastic. <clears throat> the catching would have been better. Catching, yeah, catching, catching was great. great. Yeah, catching wow. for us was great. And the the we ate them. I brought them home. Fantastic. Oh my goodness! Did you eat your shit? I did. Oh, so Thank good. You. Yeah, we believe in socialism. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we gave uh, we, we divided everything out. The redistribution of wealth. Yeah, we divided everything out. But it's not burning. 
Um, we it was an eventful trip. So we got there. Um, uh, the camper had some issues. <laughs> it did. Uh, we luckily we, we were able to discover what it was and, and fix it the next day. But we didn't know anything about it the night up, right? And there's some pictures from our. By trip. the way, I feel like your sense of compassion and mercy have really decreased over the years. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is this, is this I what, can agree with that. Is this what we're bringing up? I did not say what you thought I said. There's that, another man that heard it. Yeah, but it was a misunderstanding. He apologized both on of, your behalf in the moment. Okay, so oh. <clears throat> this is what happened to everybody listening. The the AC went out. Everything kind of just went on the fritz. Um, we were about to get ready to go to bed. Significant electrical issue. It was bad. It was bad. Like I, I, I mean, it was... Kind of well, my camper, yeah, new camper, new camper, new camper. Yeah. So like we're Andrew and I and Cody, we're all trying to figure out what's going on. We've replaced the wires. We've you know ran, searched. Uh, I mean different cords to different pedestals I and mean, all kinds of stuff. What in the world's going on with this thing? And so uh, we uh, unscrewed everything, looked at the breaker panel, looked at some of that stuff, looked at the converter, see if that was uh, an issue. And so. In the middle of all that, what I was, what I said when I was had a screwdriver in my hand, I was bent over and I mumble sometimes when I talk. And hey, so this, you did not mumble. And so what I you said, did not what I said was, I'm glad it's not just me. No, that is not what you said. <laughs> I, that's what you meant. I believe with all of my heart, that's what you meant. Yes, it is not what you said. You said, I'm glad it's, it's not, not mine. Me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, See, that's, that's two different mine, things. Mine, me. You said, yeah. you said, I'm so, glad it's not just me. You're glad it's not mine. Yeah. So said, it I'm sounded just, like, I'm glad it's not just, it I'm glad it's not me. But I meant to say, and what I thought I said was, Andrew, I'm glad it's in not the just moment, not. immediately <laughs> looked at me and he said, he didn't mean that. You were, you, I, were, you were head down, bottoms up in that thing. And I looked at Cody and went, that's not what he meant. Because every time I go camping, something happens to, okay, I think so, everybody that goes camping with a camper, something always happens. And so, in my mind, I was like, thank goodness it's not just me. I thought but, I just had bad But on camping. your face, you were celebrating it a little bit. <laughs> That's what bothered you. I don't know about that. You I don't know about that. You no. were. It was, like, it was like it brought you relief to know that other people have camper problems. It did raise my eyebrows, So when you yeah, said it. Okay. Like, so, I mean, and it, it did. I was, I mean, I wasn't excited about it because in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm glad. Oh, you were committed to getting that AC back on. I, I was. I was. So, <laughs> there was no doubt about but, that. So, we went to bed that night with no AC, uh, half power. It was almost like a brownout kind of thing. Uh, thank goodness your batteries were good and everything kind of stayed up that way. But, <clears throat> with... The no noise of the AC really brought out some, some things yeah, that I'm glad you're bringing this. Yeah, up. that <laughs> with with no you noise. Slam on Andrew podcast. No, no, no. With no noise, it was able to bring up some issues that we have talked about in the past, and we need to. This is a slam on you podcast. No, 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 no. I'm we, actually proud. I'm really to, proud of where this ended up. We next have to bring Tuesday. back up. Can next, I just next Tuesday? I know that I'm talking a lot, but I I feel like because of the the experience that, that I went through, I feel like if I don't say it. Then you know, speak up. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so, floor is yours. There was go ahead. There was a lack of noise in the camper because no AC. No AC. Well, you know, we had talked in the past that Andrew has um, sleeping problems. We had even solicited sleeping phone problems. Yes, and even had members of our church give you numbers and doctors to call. Yes. Now, I believe you kind of. This has it. been a subject for between Andrew and I for a long time. Like, yeah, I've been, well, I've been probably try- six years. Yeah, probably. I've been I've been trying to get him to get this addressed. Tasha as well. Tasha, I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> so take another man. To- <laughs> I'm I'm in the I'm on the bonnet bunk, of course, uh, because you know the top ones 
ex- I may exceed the the top level uh, weight. <laughs> what capacity? <laughs> what capacity? So Andrew well, I, is on the I top exceeded one. The, the length capacity <laughs> across from me. And so I mean, like we're trying to get some sleep. You know, we got the windows uh, up and and out, and you know, trying to get some wind going through there. And um, Andrew starts kind of like snoring a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. There's, maybe there's some noise. Maybe I can go to sleep. I don't know. Whatever. <coughs> I provided you with noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then the noise stopped. Um, as in, like, I, I, I didn't hear Andrew, like, snoring anymore. Like, he was not. Like an abrupt stop. Like an abrupt like stop. A- <laughs> I, it was, and it was, it was like that. And so this went on for what seemed like an eternity. Um, and so in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, Andrew is like, he's, he's, I mean, he's dead. Like Andrew's dead. Like, so the, about the time that I was going to get out from my bottom bunk, roll out, by the way, I was going to have to roll, roll out from my bottom bunk to get up. I had it in my mind that I was going to pull your mattress down and start CPR on you because you had stopped breathing mm-hmm. and like. It's a good friend. Mouth yeah, to yeah. mouth and just chest. He I mean, woke like, up. He legitimately walked me through his step by step plan yeah. on what he was going to do. I had because I mean you, I couldn't do CPR on. Now I will bunk, say, out, out of the three of us, you are the worrier. Well, it's one of those. I know what I would have done. Medically training in my mind, I was setting it for mm-hmm. worst case scenario. I mean, so and just I've about never the time actually I heard of anybody dying of sleep apnea. I mean, is that? I will say, like the first time I ever was around somebody with that, I, I didn't sleep the whole night. I was worried. I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep the whole night. I was worried I that my grandmother sleep. would would not wake up, like because she could not breathe. Between the fire yeah. emergency so exit, knob poking me, and the and Andrew not really breathing really well. <gasps> I would say the next morning, though, the funny thing was is Andrew looked rested. I was you, well rested. You look worse. I can take, I can take you. I can take you back to my sleep, <laughs> like numbers, and I got like two or three hours of deep sleep that night. And obviously, when you, when you stop breathing, you sleep really well. Yeah. So Andrew, Andrew looked rested, and John looked like he'd been road hard and put up. Work. I mean, and, but just about the time I was about to roll over, you finally go. <gasps> and then you, hey, start, do you Do you know, was I on my back or was I on my side? I don't you know. Mean, it's not going to deprive your brain of that kind of oxygen. I could barely, I I could barely see you, but I didn't see you. Because when I go in for the sleep study next Tuesday, do I need to sleep on my back or do I need to sleep on my side? I feel like you have to sleep on your back. I think so. Back. Yeah, I think you're going to have tubes and stuff that's going to. Tubes? You ain't going to be able to sleep on your back. Yeah, you tubes. Like, you ain't yeah, gonna be, gonna be tubes. Yeah, you're going to be hooked up. Do you think they're just going to watch you sleep through a window? What do they got? One way glass? What the hell, like a time lapse video or something? <laughs> no, I don't think that's what they're gonna do. I mean, I, but I would like can to say, video? Can look, we do I'm proud that there is now an appointment with Doctor Patel <clears throat> yes. on the calendar, Not ready to get. By the way, I may have changed your haircut on the calendar. You need to double check that. I thought it was my haircut. Changed my haircut. <laughs> Yours is on my calendar. I don't know. It's a get thing. off my haircut. What was it the right time? So, with that trip, a lot of things uh, I feel like got handled. Um, it, it was team building at its best. It was. Great so staff. Uh, um, staff retreat. Great uh, team building. Great uh, catching experiences. Um, great cooking. And great cooking. Great oh, cooking. my goodness. Fantastic. We ain't going to bring that up, were you? I'm just going to let you know. we got to get to real content at some point. I know <laughs> no, that. This is real content. But, but I'll tell you what. That's just upset as I've seen Andrew in a long time <laughs> when you said, yep, you're cleaning fish, Andrew's cooking, and I'm sitting right here. And <laughs> I just, just expected you to cook. I, just, I didn't expect no, Andrew to Andrew cook. Did. I just, in my yes. mind, Andrew is a great cook. A great cook, and I, 
in my mind, I'm like, hold up, did he expect you to cook? Absolutely, <laughs> and you did too. I, I was doing something. You I would've ate cereal and milk if it hadn't been for me that night. I'm fine though. Andrew did a fantastic job being our, right, uh, yeah. our staff retreat cook. And, He's uh, gonna make somebody a good wife. <laughs> yeah. The shorts that went with it, just though, kidding everybody. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. Thanks for taking that, posting that picture for the all of everybody to see. <laughs> the shorts that went with the. Cooking. I didn't get the most incriminating. And Rich, a lot of people thought it was because I'm a hiker. Like those were actually <laughs> my real shorts. I got a lot of those. Comments. It wasn't the most incriminating picture I could use. Uh, that's true. You know, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happened because uh, that came up on social all, media. All I know is all of a sudden, John's like, "Can I take that trash out? Can I do this? Can I do that?" I'll, yeah, I felt bad because I was he, like, he hot right up out I of shouldn't chair. have said what I said. If I'd have had an empty beer bottle, I'd have thrown it. <laughs> He, was, he felt so models. guilty. I was so mad. It was one of those John knew he'd been stepped on. No, I, I, I messed up. And I was, Have you I ever been mad and tried not to be mad? It's hard. No, you can't hide it. Because I, I was two days in a row that I was I was mad that I, I tried not to be mad. You can't, yeah. So you mad the day before? Was that the, no, that was the fish day, wasn't it? That was the last day of fishing. Oh, you got mad that day? Oh, yeah, I was mad that day. Really? You, 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 get mad you, you hit it well that day. Though. Oh, good. Yeah, nobody did. You wasn't mad? You, wouldn't you be mad? Oh, he did storm off up the bank. But I did not yeah. storm off. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> it was a little bit. I committed to the fly rod. I almost That's thought you were going to break the And fly committed rod. to the crap bait that I had. <laughs> I would not have broken the fly rod. I would have loaned you I'm not that I, I said I'm not I will even bait people. your hook. I'm I will even bait your hook before you throw it out there. I would rather not catch fish than borrow somebody else's bait. Bait his hook. I want to give him power. That was just mean spirit. I'm just saying. Wait, I want to ask you for your Zebco next time. <laughs> Actually, it was. I even though you did I catch fish on a Zebco, so I guess I should <laughs> shoot my mouth. <laughs> should have brought my bait caster. I could have slung it all the way down the river. Fished a half mile at a time. Yeah. That's like crazy. But so. With a lot of us, a lot of camping, a lot of stuff has happened in the past since we've done yes. a podcast. And so we have to do a hard shift. And this is a hard shift from our normal, like, fun-loving topics. Because I, I believe that really everybody that's listened to this podcast before and everybody that, uh, you know, maybe hopefully will share this, this is something I think that we as Christians need to talk about and have to talk about um, I think one of the things that we've talked about too is the vision that we have for the podcast is we want to keep having fun and cutting up because that's who we are. Yeah. But one of the things that we I think we're all aiming to do a little bit better is we want to bring real content that's that's helpful yeah. that helps mm-hmm. helps navigate and especially some pretty tricky subjects. There is, and and I don't think I think today is is not going to be what you think it is. I think today is going to be. Uh, a start to what uh, we're going to move towards. And and so, you know, that hard topic, you know, this week, uh, really, our elders have uh, talked about politics and theology and how um, politics sometimes in the Christian realm of things shape uh, our theology. And it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, really, I just I want to stick with this over to you first, Cody, in, you know, are how do we make sure that we're not allowing politics to shape our theology, but how we allow theology to shape everything that we do? Yeah, so I, I think there is a relationship between theology and politics, and I, th- I think that might sound strange to people. But I say that because there's a relationship between the- theology and everything. Hmm. God designed the, the, the universe. God designed the people. God instituted governments. God did all of these things. So, so the the question for the Christian 
is not how what what are my politics and what are my, what is my theology. It's how do I interpret politics rightly through my theology. So so you have these these two these two areas of concern, these two areas maybe of interest or curiosity, these two areas that shape your worldview, right? But what I think for us, what we have to remember is that one of those is primary and one of those is secondary, right? One of those is primary and one of those is secondary. One of those is the very center of our life, what we believe about God, what we know about God, what we love about God. The other impacts our day-to-day life, but it's just in the here and now. It's just in the temporal. It's something that is that is fleeting. That, in other words, there is a day coming in which theology is still going to be. It is still yeah. going to be the most important thing about us. It's still going to be the truest thing about us. And politics is not even going to exist anymore. That when there is a new heaven and a new earth, there will not be politics, yeah. but there will be theology. Mm-hmm. So, so what becomes, I think, important. I think where what we get where we get out of balance is we we first of all we may put these things on equal planes in our lives. So that we're always interpreting politics and shaping our life in, in light of our politics and trying to do the same theologically. And I think what even inadvertently happens is we, we become really convinced of something politically or, or something becomes really important to us politically. And maybe even without us realizing it or without us meaning to, the, our, our politics slowly cause us to begin to alter our theology. Yeah. That, that we have to, to, to begin changing things that, that the scriptures have made clear or made evident uh, or, or, or shifting our thinking on particular um, points of, of doctrine and perspective and biblical application so that now we can reconcile it with our political views because our political views have become that important. And so what, I, what I'd said earlier in the week is that it's important for us, it's critical that our theology always be refining and improving and informing our politics. Like, that's necessary. Our theology is our framework for who we are. It's our framework for the world that we live in. It's our framework for how we relate to God, how we relate to each other, how we relate to this creation. So, so that has to be always informing what we, how we vote, what we think, what, how we, the, the, the social justice stands that we might take or we might not take, the, the views that we might have or we might not have, the candidates we might support or we might not support. So, so it's, it's always informing. But the inverse is never true, that our politics, because it's secondary, because it's temporal, because it holds a much lower, a much lower rung in the ladder of our lives, it, it should never impact our theology. It should never inform our theology. It should never instruct or refine our theology. That, that, it, that it's always a one-way street. And I think with that is something that's implicit, that I think, I think should be a point of reflection for Christians. That, that if our understanding of who God is is to be preeminent in our lives, if it is to be the most important thing in our lives, it should be what we dedicate the most time of study to. It should be what we dedicate the most energy toward understanding and knowing. And, and that's the problem. Not politics. Yeah. We, should be an, we should be informed people when it comes to the issues of our day. We should be informed when it comes to the policies of our government. We should be informed on all of those things. But we should not be more informed yeah. about our political candidates than we are to the God that we have committed our lives to. No. We should not understand the Constitution more clearly than we understand the Scriptures. We should not be able to, to hold up our, our constitutional theory 
with greater clarity and greater dogmatism and greater passion than we uphold our systems of theology and what we understand the scriptures to be because this is what's preeminent in our lives. Our theology is what's preeminent in our yeah. lives. Our understanding of who God is, our understanding of who we are. So, so we, we as Christians commit commit to go as deep with God as we can go, to know of God. every And, and it is an eternal discovery, an, an, an eternal pursuit that we are going to experience from now until forever. And then we interpret this lesser pursuit, yeah. this this lesser discovery, this, this pursuit of understanding policy and, and being able to leverage it well for the good of the people, um, to leverage it well. Um, for for the the good of the country, so so we're pers- we're always pursuing one, and we're using that one theology to help us manage and cope and apply and interpret our politics. Yeah, uh, this week, this past few weeks alone have been uh, there's been so many things on social media on Twitter. Uh, all these different platforms, and it, it's just it just seems like it's been back and forth, right? It's yep. been back and forth, and so uh, if anything, so you posted, um, I think you tweeted something out, maybe you did on Facebook, uh, about 12 things, uh, I think 12 questions to ask yourself before posting something, right? Yep. Uh, and we're actually going to share that in the link below uh, as well with that. But, it's by Mark Dever. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I think, you know, Andrew, kind of shifting to you, I mean, it's important. We actually had a conversation this morning. Um, I mean, with everything going on, um, how how important do you think as Christians that that we take that article, we take you know the twelve questions, mm-hmm. and we apply it like wholeheartedly and everything from what Cody just said. Uh, how I mean, do you do you find that to be? Uh, I guess just just speak on that. Speak on your yeah. heart. I guess. And yeah, no, I mean, you you've got to because. Everything you post, everything you say, especially if you, if you're a little more on the the hot headed side, and and we can be, all of us can be, um, but especially if you know that you're you're quick to respond, I think there's some uh, spiritual disciplines there that that need to be implemented in your life. It's a good word for it, by the way. Yeah. Um, to to wait, just think through it. Um, because a lot of times, just not posting something is the best thing you can do. Yeah. I'm not saying don't don't be silent on issues that you're no. that you're um, that you're concerned with, that you're passionate about. Um, but man, everything and, and things can be taken so many different ways now. Um, you can't hear tone. You can't hear anything like that, like sarcasm. I mean, nothing. I mean, no. who knows? Lots of times now we're joking about stuff. People think we're serious. Oh and, yeah. I mean. That's the main we, thing that gets I mean, us in trouble. I mean, yeah, we joke about the, the sleep apnea thing, and stuff, but, but we're, we are serious. It is a you know thing I do need to get checked out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so just paying attention and, and just thinking things through, being slow to speak, um, disciplining yourself to not post and repost every article and uh, knowing knowing who you're, you know, reposting stuff and, and what's in the, t- in the titles there. Sometimes we get caught up on that as well and you know, not paying attention. So I, I, I wrote this down, do not try to disciple on social media. <laughs> it's a battle that no one will win. And I, I mean... Missionary date. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so, which which brings me to, you know, Cody, this is something that you've had to help me with. And I think this is something that um, you can help uh, our listeners too with. Um, is it's okay to, to hide some people sometimes. It from, is, y'all. I mean, okay. I, I think that there is this belief right now... 
that if I don't comment on 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 every single issue, that I'm being unfaithful. Yeah. It's not a sin to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to say, mm-hmm. like first and foremost. And if you're going to speak, you 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 better be ready to yeah. be misunderstood and be okay with that, yeah. and be able to respond to being misunderstood, not with anger, like what you're yeah. saying. But I think the other side of that is it. It is not a sin to not follow every person on Facebook. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, it's, that sounds weird to, to come from, from me maybe, but if, if there is a particular person that really just pushes your buttons and, and, and you always go to a dark place and it, always, it causes you to judge them, it causes you to think lesser of them, it causes you to gossip about them, it causes you to want to gossip about them, then having then following that person on Facebook is what's baiting you into sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it, it is actually a more loving act to unfollow that person than it is to continue to follow them to to lurk in the shadows and to and to secretly be on your self righteous moral high ground looking down on them the whole time. Right. And and y'all know me. I'm I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Uh, love everybody I really do I love I genuinely love everybody no matter uh, you know what your background is whatever and so it it was hard for me to come to you and and admit that you were right like I mean there was a person nobody goes to our church by the way there was a person that uh, I don't think they even live around here but he was basically I mean just just spewing hate and venom and I mean just like confusion right and so like and i came to you and i said look i did something last night that i, I don't think i've ever done that's unfollow somebody like or i, I hid and unfollow that person was it unfollow or unfriend i, I can't remember. i usually do unfollow but I, there I, have I, been a couple of cases where that's a, that's a next and, and, I, and i think you that's know like the nature and i think well i <laughs> so. think the nature of being in leadership though is sometimes people friend you just so they control you I've, like i've had a few people that, are, that I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I did not know who they were. I, yeah. I didn't know them personally. They just knew me from a distance, and so they friended me just so that they could slam every post that I yeah. had, basically. Um, so th- those are cases that I unfriend. Can I can I talk about a pet peeve for a second? Thing? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. like not a pet peeve. That's is it on okay. me? No, it's not on you. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. it, and I have no one in particular in my mind. Okay, yeah. it's just something that I've seen. What I think are generally well-meaning people and well-meaning Christians do that I think, I think there are certain ways that you can frame that conversation up to that immediately causes it to have a negative tone, that that immediately causes it to not reflect the tone of Christ, right? Like, yeah. like we never get to put down the fruit of the spirit, which calls us to kindness, gentleness, goodness, right? Like we never get to put yeah. self-control, right? We never get to put that down. Okay, so. One of the ways that I think you can know whether or not your social media post is inappropriate is if you have to start with, go ahead and unfriend me if you want to. Yeah. Um, I, I think if that's your opening line of what you're about to say, yeah, you're not, not posting that for for the sanctification of others, for the edification of others, for to, to be loving. Um, I, I think if you started off with, I just need to vent. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's another good implica- a good uh, implication that that you're not posting that in a way that is going to bring Christ's glory. Um, I think I think Christians do need to speak to difficult things. I think we do need to speak to difficult things publicly, but our tone is significant. Yeah. Our tone is significant. Um, we're we're supposed to be um, as shrewd as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove, right? 
and 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 so I think I think that would be a good approach for for Christians. And it's hard. Like I'm telling you, I've yeah. I've had people comment, on, and I get really angry in the flesh, and then I'm like, but I don't need to say any of those things yeah. that I, that come into my mind, right. um, because you guys know me, like. I can stack up ammunition really, really fast. You don't have to respond to everybody's comment from your that's post. Right. You can let it breathe. It's okay. That's yeah. right. You can even delete it. Yep. And that's okay. Like if you delete somebody, because there's been a few you times delete their post, that. You can delete your post. You can, you can delete their comment on your post or yeah. you can delete your whole post. But you, if, if someone is, and you don't want that conversation taking place on your post, it's not a sin to delete that. That's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's, and I know you are different than me in the sense of that. Like it's it's hard for me to, it's harder for me to do that than it is for y'all. I, I, maybe I, maybe that's just my discipleship process. I'm learning, or I'm you know, maybe that's just a downfall of, of who I am. Maybe we're so, just jerks. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, because listen to me when I say this. Comparatively, what, what we are talking about is not easy to do for some people, and so we we get that. But I think if we didn't talk about this as pastors. Then we wouldn't be doing the uh, our church. So when you good. say, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So when you say discipling people through Facebook, what are some ways that maybe you're tempted to do that? Because I've never really, I, until you said that, I had never really even considered that that was. But I think that is the goal. I think that yeah. is something that we try to do. But like, I'd never framed it up quite like that. So, so what, what are you thinking when you say that? I, I think instead of what we believe, what we what we. What, for instance, I shared a post, or I, I did a, a, I just did scripture. I just posted scripture a couple weeks ago uh, of loving our neighbor, and you can't argue with scripture. And and like you can argue with my personal opinion all day long, but whenever you post scripture, say, hey, look, this is what God's word says that we're to do. That's discipling. That's not saying this is my opinion of this. Now, granted, if you take the scripture out of context, that's a different thing. Like, and we're gonna, I'm, you know, I think you guys are, are well enough to know that y'all are gonna call each other out on that, but. Um, but like you, you post scripture and you post what, what God's word says, like despite what political side you're on, despite you know any of or everything that's going on around us, you can just stop, read that scripture, and say, okay, I'm, I've got like or love yeah. or share whatever. And so, like discipling is taking all sides out of it. And allowing God's word to shine through every bit of it, mm-hmm. and uh, that—that's what I have found in the past, especially in the past couple of weeks. I mean, because I ain't got to worry about taking scripture off. I ain't got to worry about people not. I mean, like if you don't like scripture, I, <laughs> sorry. I mean, um, but you know, it's just one of those things. I think that we need to look at discipleship through social media like that versus, well, so and so posted this. I'm going to share it. So evidence. Right. I know we posted some Gospel Coalition. Uh, articles um, in the past. I read, uh, actually read that uh, a couple days ago. Love, love the fact. I think these are these are solid articles that we all need to read. And um, uh, but yeah, I think uh, one of our members even uh, um, commented on there about how you were an example for social media. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I believe that that you you have taught Andrew and I, if not me, um, you know what social media presence as a pastor, you know needs to look like uh, you I've, I've seen you delete uh, comments or I've seen you uh, you know take a stance on what you believe and it be scripturally sound and uh, I've seen you take hard hits when people didn't understand you and so instead of causing more uh, fights and turmoil you just deleted the whole thing right and so um, I have physically seen that 
in you. And so like, therefore you're leading me as what a pastor should do in social media or a pastor doing that. And I think that's, that's good discipleship. So that's just me. I don't know if that helps any. Does, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, cause I believe that what, uh, what our congregation said on that, you do set an example of that. So I appreciate you doing that. So especially in today's, today's world, my goodness, that could be so hard. Don't you guys just think that like, if we were going to just sum it all up, tone is everything. Absolutely. And you right. can't do that on tone, social media. Tone is it? Well, you can. Like, you can certainly have a negative. Term yes. Really yes. Um, and and that's where I, what I think. I think tone, and then you're never going to win an argument on social. Yeah. So don't try. Like, yeah. don't try. And because you end up bringing in all the spectators, and the spectators, mm-hmm. I mean, you're lowering your the, the influence that you have in their life by watching you spar. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's so like you're a, saying you don't want me to post something in all caps with all exclamation points. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yes, okay. I love Popeye's chicken. Was that bad? Can I? Yeah, that? if we were, if I was going to give it, can we can we lessen the number of exclamation points too? Oh. <laughs> I do. Well, there's a lot time. of exclamation points. I do three all the time. I do love Popeye's chicken. What about? Do you do a lot of three dots. exclamation points? I, I three every time. What about three dies? You don't like three dots. You don't like three dots. I do The three dots to me is someone just acknowledging publicly they don't know anything about it. <laughs> I ran out of grammatical rules, so I just put three dots. <laughs> and that's just me. All right. And I, and I would love, I mean, at some point down the road in this podcast, I'd like to just, maybe we can start off yeah. talking about just some basic rules of grammar. Like, By the way, y'all want to make a, Cody mad? A lot, a lot is always two words. Um, a part you and me a part, that. That, a those part. are two different that things. That was another word you Like if me? a part, if that's the true. A is, yep. if it's all one word, that means you've broken it apart. Yes. If it's a part, it's like a part of a machine. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that some things like that would be really helpful. You, your, your, and your. Like oh, that's three, a big deal. There, there, and there. I, I'm just some of those things. I think the spelling Mississippi. I, I think we could. I think we could be an agent for change. That's all I'm saying. I think we could be an agent for change. Absolutely. But uh, if we've learned anything to sum it up from this podcast, um, Andrew is going to go. Uh, Get some sleep studies done and hopefully get better on that. Tasha, I bet he'll catch more fish when he's got. He more will. Sleep. Oh, oh I'm sure I will. I, I think we I all. Can probably. I get a solar powered one? Do they make like a solar powered machine oh, that can with me? I was thinking fishing. Not no, <laughs> I'm thinking like <laughs> sleep out. So I'm worried too that Mike is gonna come in and like kink my hose in the middle of the night. Because I would do that to my dad. I'll tell you what. <laughs> If you were out at the camper and I was in there, I would totally come kick it. Yeah, I mean, can you put? Can you like infuse it with like different? Can like, put a paperclip on it. I mean, it no, it. stop! Don't even start. Can you, can, can you like infuse it with like different like flavors and stuff? Uh, see, like flavored water, creamsicle, dreamsicle, mocha. Oh, Man, I woke up and it smells like I sucked on a dreamsicle all night. <laughs> he could have a southern girl, southern girl, uh, yeah. flavored. What did that would be like? Like a like a cold brew, yeah. like a um, fog. Fog or something. Natro. Natro. Yeah. I was okay. going to say, you, you, I don't know how, never mind, I'm going to not say that. Okay. So, sum up the podcast. Andrew's going to get Take sleep study. I'm going to learn how to speak properly and not speak my mind all the time, evidently, and do a better job of that. Okay, he's not going to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we need to watch what we do on social media. That's right. Uh, and love if, your if, neighbor well. Yes. If, if your post is not loving your neighbor, you probably shouldn't post it. Just stop it. Um, uh, and if kids, <laughs> students, my goodness, if you are listening to this, if anything has taught you anything on this podcast, like every feeling that's in our biggest demographic, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not. I think it um, is. 
But we're huge with the twelve. Everything is on social media. Everything will come back. It stays forever. It stays. It's once you post it on there, whether you think you deleted it or not, it's on there. And so that's that's a lot. There are there are guys that are getting drafted in the NFL, and all of a sudden, the news team that they're going to play with, the city goes and researches their Twitter feed. Yes. And all of a sudden, they're in the news the next week for something they wrote in the eighth grade. Yeah. Be careful. That's real lot. Be careful. I it it is very important what you post uh, and what you share. So. Um, until next time, I've been wanting to say this for a very long time. I haven't been on stage, but until next time, live sent. God bless you. God bless America.